Do you Welcome have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Welcome to another episode of Surviving on Shoestrings. I'm Donna Miller. I am delighted to be with you again today. It is fall. Oh my gosh, my favorite season. I love fall in the Carolinas. Absolutely it is it tops it beats spring i'm ready for spring i love spring but fall is just one of those things that it's just the awesomeness of the colors and the the movement of the leaves towards the ground it's just so nice i love fall so fall starts making me think of the winterizing things i've got to do around the house in the yard it's not a task list it's kind of nice because i do enjoy winter as well but you got to get ready for it so today that's what we're going to talk about it's been a while since uh, just you and i've had the chance to chat i've had guests and wanted to introduce you to people the last few times so now it's just you and me so let's get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and sit by the fireplace because right now at least for us it's chilly at night and in the mornings. Um, and, you know, let's chat about what we're doing about the winter weather. Winterizing is a, a good way to keep from having bills and things, especially your heating bills, get exorbitant. It's also a good way of making sure that you don't have something ruin over the winter that you need to utilize next spring and summer and fall. So that can be outdoors or indoors. Um, and we're going to talk about a few tips and ideas for winterizing. And just, you know, I'm going to be, I'll go ahead and warn you, I'm going to be all over the board inside the house, outside the house. I actually walked around yesterday looking at things I wanted to tell you about that I'm getting ready to do, or I've already done <laughs> by the time this airs, probably the weekend before this airs, I've done them already. It's my it's my to-do list. Um, I got the supplies and, and getting things ready. But I wanted to um, share with you the the fact that it really does save you money if you take this time to do this. Now, <clears throat> I'm looking at things a little bit differently because at our homestead, A, it's old. B, it's drafty. C, um, we don't have central heat or air for that matter, but we don't have any real stereotypical heating options we have a few different ones so for us to winterize and make things as cozy as possible makes a lot of sense we can wake up one morning and find eight inches of snow that they weren't even calling for just due to where our homestead is i think we live in a snow funnel so it's important for us to winterize it's important for us to have certain things checked out our heat source main heat source inside the house is actually two propane fireplaces we actually considered taking them out and turning them into wood and as much as I would like to the current structure of the home being older and the fireplace being older um, we'd have to redo that entire chimney system so we're opting not to do that yet and we were really surprised and pleased at how well the, the propane fireplaces actually heat it's not a big house I would say our home is probably half or a third the size of most uh, average homes in America. We've definitely trimmed down to some of the basics when we moved to the homestead to try to to be more self-sufficient, and it's done great because the fireplaces that are propane can heat the whole the whole house pretty much, most of the living areas and sleeping areas completely. So one of the first things that we do is um, when the even remotest nip gets in the air is try to call the gas company to a come fill up the propane tank and b check out the working gears of the 
the little fireplaces because that is something that we can't do ourselves. Now that is a cost. Um, but if you do it and you make sure you've got everything kind of turned on and ready to go, it's usually a small nominal fee. But it's very important because you don't want to end up into winter. And if that's your main source of heat, then having to rely on all those electric plugged-in heaters. They're a fire hazard. Um, they really will up your electric bill. And, you know, we're this show is all about stretching what you have and surviving on shoestrings. So why would you pay another you know, hundred extra dollars a month to use electric heaters if you have the option of paying $30 for them to come check out your propane. So that's, you know, do the math. <laughs> You're smart. So we do that. That's one of the first things that we do. Um, and it's something we can't do. And it's probably the only thing we can do. So the rest of these are um, things that we actually do. So when it comes to inside the home, then one of the first things we do for winterizing is I go out and get the, um, again, this is an old homestead. The windows are, if I could explain them to you, they are the original windows in the homestead. They are hand-blown glass. We probably will not get rid of them because they're just, you don't find these anymore. Um, they're single pane, but they are beautiful and they have the faults in them, the waves and the dots and the bubbles and it's just it's just cool because there it's an art that's gone people are not doing this anymore so we intend to keep these as long as humanly possible so we go out and get the small box of uh, clear window plastic that you tape up to the interior of the home um, we have to do it on the interior because the siding on the house won't let us do it on the exterior and use the blow dryer to tighten up the plastic. I don't know what these things are called. It's a window window insulation kit. They're just, you know, very small fee, but all winter long they keep any drafts out. They keep um, an extra pocket of heat. When the sun shines in the window, it heats up and then radiates into the house. Um, and I actually kind of think it's fun you're like shrink wrapping your windows and if you've ever seen these in the store and you've thought that's not going to help if you have even a small draft or a single pane window that it will help let me go ahead and tell you because I was a little skeptical at first um, we had several times of, of lots of snow of four foot icicles hanging from the ceiling and and the, the you could see that the draft was being trapped in the nice plastic um window covering so it was kind of cool um it was it was toasty and comfy in the little house so it was really kind of nice i would encourage you to at least give it a try one year then you can decide if you want to do it year after year but um the best time to get these is not now <laughs> the best time to have gotten them is at the end of fall and beginning of winter uh, before when everything's kind of going on sale because the season's just about over um so if you if you find out you like them next year, get them at the end of the season when they're probably going to be half price. They're still pretty reasonable anyway. Um, these are just things that I do inside the house. Another thing that we do, again, is we block the exterior doors with a a tube of a towel or a piece of cloth that um, we've gotten sewn and filled with sometimes it's just batting sometimes it's batting and beads to hold or bean beans b-e-a-n-s to weight them down 
um, you know, uh, stuffing it full of the pillow stuffing. And we put this in front of the floorboard of an exterior door to cut down on any potential draft coming in under the floor. Um, so we're checking on all those to make sure that they are in good order and we can use them again this year. Usually we just store them in a closet or underneath the bed when it's warmed up. But we're pulling them out already because it's in the 40s at night. So we're getting our, our <laughs> lineup for the winter weather. Um, another thing that we do inside the house is um, we check exterior doors, windows, and things of the like for potential damage that may have happened over the summer that we might not have paid close attention to. Um, we inspect like the exterior for any other cracks and crevices that might need um, piping and sealing around them. We use weather stripping around the doors to prevent the cold air from entering inside and heat escaping outside. This is a perfect time to caulk any windows where you can just add that extra layer of um, barrier. Um, and if your home has a basement, you might want to consider protecting the windows um, or the well where things are coming in the, the bottom by covering them with some type of plastic or large cutout piece that fits inside just in case there is snow blows in or something pushes against the exterior outside because anytime the cold air comes underneath in the basement it's going to make your whole house cold if you happen to be in a home where you live above the garage where in other words your garage door opens and you pull in under your house remember during the winter to keep that garage door closed because it will help to insulate the remainder of your upstairs your home um, this is also the time that we switch out any type of summer screens with maybe a plexiglass replacement. Um, take them and, and clean the summer, clean the screens out. Our screens actually come out, so this is a great time to take it and and clean them. So those are some things that we do inside the home, uh, kind of checking. And these are dues. These are not costs. But uh, trust me, as you do them, <laughs> you will save your cost later on. So those are some of the things that we do inside the house. Um, a few other things that we do are, you know, get the, if you have a furnace or anything, uh, we have lived in places that you've had that, go ahead and get all those things checked um, and taken care of before the professional's season really comes bumping up because they're going to have a hard time making it to your house on time if they've got a lot of calls. Um, also, around the home, you need to check on like the fireplace and the different setups, not just the gas, propane, if you happen to be like us. You need to make sure that your cap and screen, uh, the top of the chimney, to keep out rodents, make sure that's or birds, make sure that's taken care of. Um, if the chimney's not been cleaned in a while, this is a good time to call a chimney sweep and make sure that any soot or creosote is taken care of so that you do not cause a house fire inside your chimney. Um, there, That is, of course, a cost as well. And then make sure that you are gathering your firewood. If... Um, you have it, make sure you keep it in a nice dry place away from the exterior of your home. It's not so much a fire hazard. I used to wonder, well, so? It's closer. It's more of a wood rot problem than it is a fire hazard, having your, your wood close to your house. 
So now let's just kind of go up, under, and around <laughs> the house. If um, the weather temperature falls below 32 degrees in the winter, you might help to add some extra insulation into the attic. Uh, we actually need to do that here, but we do pretty good without it. If you happen to have ceiling vents, um, this should dis decrease the cold draft that's coming in from uh, the house, from the vents as well, if you add that extra layer of insulation. This is also a good time to replace any worn roof shingles that would um, cause a problem, especially if ice and snow were to build up on top of them. A great time to clean out gutters. Don't I sound like I'm giving you a great task list to do. <laughs> I'm just reminding you some things um, that don't cost you a lot of money, but they do save you money in the long run. You clean out the gutters um, and make sure that it, that way anything that melts, the snow melts, it doesn't have debris in the way and it can actually flow and get out of your gutters instead of cause damage. Um, also, you might want to consider installing maybe some leaf guards to keep the the pathways to your gutters cleaned and open. So these are some things that are kind of around the house um, that, you know, just kind of take a look at. They will save you in the long run from repair and damage and cost if you'll take a look at them and try to do just a little bit of maintenance before the winter weather comes. Still around the outside of the house, um, but not yet the outside. <laughs> you're, you're looking still at the house. You might want to consider raking away any kind of debris or vegetation from around the foundation of your home. Um, sealing up any type of entry points to keep small animals that look for warm places um, from crawling up and taking residence and hibernating <laughs> under your home. I don't know where you guys live. I know that we live up in the mountains and anything, we, we had to really close up a easily accessible hatch door because um, we had little little friends come and just come spend the night there on a regular basis which is funny because you can hear them under the house um, also make sure that you seal up any type of foundation cracks we're outside looking at your house now because mice like to come in uh, they'll get in through a space that's just about as thin as a dime because they can just like squeeze and wiggle their little bodies in there um, and you really don't want the cold weather to drive the mice into your pantry so you're saving, you know, some problems that way. So right now, these are the things inside the home um, and around the home and outside the home. This is having to do with your domicile, your dwelling place. One trick that we have um, at our house is we do have a radiant heat device that's on a timer that we set to come on only a few minutes before we would normally wake up and it heats up the kitchen which is the coldest room in the house. It's the north-facing It's a north facing room. It has um, limited sun because there's only one exterior window. Uh, the sun does come in great in the afternoon, but it cools off very easily at night. And when there's a north wind blowing, that room gets really, really chilly. And it's at the opposite corner of the house where the majority of the heat source is. So we have a radiant heat um, source that is on a timer to come on probably 30 minutes to an hour before we would normally wake up so that the kitchen is warm enough to go into without being um, scared. Before we did this, the kitchen would get cold enough to actually freeze water in a bowl. So it's kind of important for us anyway. But it 
it saves on the fact that it doesn't run all the time. It simply heats up in the morning. Um, usually the kitchen's in plenty of use during the day, so it's heated during the day and night by just general use. So the kitchen's not a room we heat very often, just first thing in the morning when you're stumbling in to get your cup of coffee and <laughs> breakfast. Um, we're going to take a break. Oh, wait, sorry. No, we're not. I forgot to tell you one of the other things that we do. It's kind of a, just a trick. It's kind of a, um, inside the house, it's kind of a play on ambiance, I guess. We light a lot of candles. Now, candles will put off a little bit of heat, but the fact is that candles actually give you the feeling of warmth when you see them. We are complex little creatures, aren't we, humans? So lighting a few candles here and there actually gives you that feeling and sense of warmth. Um, so you may want to consider that during the winter. If It also tends to lift your mood. If there are dark days, long days, cold days, less sun, candles tend to help lift your mood, especially if you're not blessed to have a fireplace. Um, it's a good option. And then lastly for inside the house, this is one of those... I tell everybody kind of take it for a grain of take the advice with a grain of salt because everybody's a little bit different. We've lived in um, climates where it's very arid and dry, and we've lived on the east coast in a temperate rainforest in the mountains, obviously, that is very damp, extremely moist, and supposedly adding moisture to the air when warming is supposed to make you warmer. I must be opposite to everything normal because to me it makes me colder. The dry cold was easier to handle than the wet cold. So you can try it, putting a pot on your on your stove or on your cook's top if you have a, a you know a fireplace with an insert, or having a humidifier running. Some people swear by it that it actually helps warm up the room and warm them up. I am one of those opposite people. I think it freezes me. So we don't do that because there's plenty of moisture in the air where we live anyway. So those are a few hints. Yeah, kind of threw them at you real quick. This is how I walk around the house this season. And you basically went with me on my little trip. But we are now going to take a break. And then we're going to go outside because it's still nice enough to be there. I'm going to tell you some of the things that we do for preparing our exterior, all of our um kind of our plants and our animals and our, our grounds on the homestead for winter. And maybe it'll spark a few ideas for you too. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. 
Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-536-4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. Let's go outside while the sun's still shining, while it's fall. Um, You know, there's some things that actually some people say to do which don't work well for us because we do not have um, central heat. But this is kind of a cross between inside and outside is to keep cabinet doors inside your home open so that the heat can actually get to the pipes to help... um, keep the water from freezing within them. This does not work for us. If we keep our cabinet doors open, it simply puts cold air into our house. So, because we don't have any type of real uh, central heating that would go through and push into the cabinets, it happens in the reverse. The cold air comes in like a like a vagabond wanting to move in and sit by the fire with us. So, but for you, it may work. If you have central heat um, and it seems like your pipes are really exposed, allow them to be warmed by opening your cabinets in the kitchen and the bathroom especially. So, just doesn't work for us. So, now that we've kind of done that crossover, there are some things that are attached to your house but that are affected outside, faucets and things like that. First off, you might want to make sure that you have all your water hoses disconnected from the spigot because if there's a drip of water going through it continuously, they're going to freeze solid and burst and you'll be buying a new water hose. So drain them and hang them up. You're probably not going to be using them unless, of course, you're icing your driveway to go ice skating. Um, Another thing is to invest in, and they're really cheap, um, or make in some form with old rags and duct tape, uh, spigot insulators. They're covers that look like a, oh gosh, anybody remember Romper Room? Where they walked on those cups, those those (laughs) yellow cups, and they, yeah. Um, They look like a a large cup with, with styrofoam insulation. They're just usually like two bucks a piece. You can get them at Lowe's and other hardware stores and cover your spigots to keep from any water that's in there, you know, freezing. We in our home have to, in our home, since we're talking about water, have to run the, a couple faucets on a constant, um, slow run because we are gravity fed from the mountain above. So there is the possibility of things freezing. We found out that moving water never goes below when water's in motion it's always about 41 degrees so it won't freeze so if you keep your water in motion if you're afraid of your water freezing just keep it in motion and it will not freeze so that's kind of a cool little thing keeps your pipes from bursting and and whatnot so those are kind of your your water um focused things Now we're going to look at the garden. Let's see. If you walk around and look, this is the time to add the extra mulch where you might have temperatures drop really low and you don't want your perennial type plants, the ones that are supposed to come back every year. Um, You don't want them to be completely killed. So if your temperatures are dropping below 10 degrees, your plants that are supposed to come back each year, 
need an extra layer, thick layer of mulch. Um, this will help to ensure that what you have coming back next year, you know, is the same thing. So you're actually, you know, expecting it. Um, this is also a great time to change out the bedding for your animals. If you're, if you have outdoor animals, put in new hay and new bark or new shavings or whatever. Um, the best thing to do is those type of things that can dry out because in the winter weather is usually a little bit wet. Cloth and things don't work quite so well for your pets outside because they do tend to get wet and then thus become colder. Um, preparing your garden for the winter now is just the perfect time to pull out everything that's not growing. Go ahead and get rid of it. Add another layer of mulch and compost. Get it, we call it fall, fall ready. Um, you know, you kind of trim up the things that maybe have overtaken the garden and then you just layer a nice good layer of indigenous mulch from around the area. This is a perfect time because if you're raking your yard for leaves, put them in your garden. It's exactly what will feed them best. So, um... I know it seems super simple, but the truth is if you just cover it with what's growing around you, it will re-nourish that soil. Um, it's just kind of a, a really good thing to do and get ready for. It will make next year's tilling or planting that much better. Um, this is also a great time to maybe plant some bulbs. Typically, you know, the fall is a good time to plant bulbs for the plants that will be coming up in the spring such as tulips and daffodils and things like that so that's a, a great reminder of what's coming in the spring make sure that you store any kind of garden equipment put it up make sure it's clean make sure there's no rust uh, again this is something that if you live in the eastern U.S. you know the moisture can really condensate on tools so it's a good idea to keep them put away so that they'll be ready for next year and you won't have to buy any new ones. You know, you can oil them and get them all ready, put them in a nice clean concealed area and that way they won't be um they won't be ruined. Now we're going to talk about bringing in the outside. If you have potted plants, uh herbs, things that you hope can um be producing next year, this is a great time to repot them and bring them in to your home. So one of the good things you can do with herbs is pull them up if you don't think they're going to make as a perennial and go, you know, around to next year. Repot them. Put them in pots and bring them inside somewhere. You can take care of um, most herbs throughout the winter as long as you have a sunny enough window. You're not going to water them quite as much as you might think. Um, you do need to keep them relatively warm. But most sunny windows will do the job. If it's warm enough for your body, then it's probably warm enough for the herbs. This is also a good time to pull up any of those annual flowers and vegetables that um, the first frost is going to probably kill them off and make sure that you put them in the compost heap and um, just get them out of the way before they become a mush <laughs> that you got to deal with later. Um, when it comes to animals, I already talked about the the bedding, but I didn't talk about the feed. Feeding and water uh, winterizing for them is usually important. 
they will eat more during the winter. I don't know if you've noticed that before. Um, the harsh winter tends to make them burn extra calories and body fat to keep them warm. So they're going to eat a little bit more. So stock up a little bit more if you haven't already or realize they're going to eat more and you're going to go through it faster. Make sure that the food storage that you have for them um, is in a nice dry place and there's not going to be any condensation or icy buildup. Animal food tends to mold quite quickly. Um, And you do need to check their water every day. Sometimes it's good to put warmer water in, not necessarily boiling hot, but warmer water so that it can stay... um, something they can drink on for the majority of the day. I know our chickens definitely need warm water in the winter uh, because their little bodies need it to stay warm. But our dog actually enjoys it as well. It keeps him nice and um, hydrated. He'll drink it the warm water in the winter and appreciate it. It's kind of like a cup of hot cocoa for him. So these are the things that we do pretty much inside and outside uh, to try to make sure that we have done all we can so that we don't have any kind of, um, you know, hazards happen or anything like that that, you know, will cause problems that we end up having to pay the cost for it later. Uh, it, it seems odd to talk about this on surviving on shoestrings, but the truth is these small steps, I know that maybe sounds like a huge to-do list, but you may not have to do half the stuff we do. Um, these small steps will actually help save you money in the long run. And that is really my goal. If you haven't ever thought about winterizing or maybe you've moved to a new place or you're trying to learn a lot of those back to basic skills and it's not something that's crossed your mind before, this is a good time to try your hand at that and see if it doesn't help save you some money and some peace of mind and some uh, worry in the next season as the winter thaws and spring arises. So for now, this is Donna Miller. Go make your to-do list. <laughs> we'll, we'll compare notes in a few weeks. But just wanted to tell you what we're up to here, uh, getting ready for winter and making things stretch. God bless. We'll talk again next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Surviving on Shoestrings with hostess Donna Miller. Tune in each week for a new show that will help you enjoy frugal survival with humor, style, and a smile.